Whoa, 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 what's poppin'? Brand new whip just hopped in. Episode 3, Music Speaks with Paolo. Today, we're talking about TikTok and the music industry. Alright, alright. So, we've known that uh, TikTok plays a very vital role in how music is marketed these days. Um, Record labels are dumping money into influencer campaigns and marketing on on this app because the potential to blow up a song is just too good to pass up and not spend money on um when i interned at rca i would hear tiktok audios constantly just playing around the office uh just people looking for trends, seeing how they could get their artists to work for those trends, you know? I've heard Charlie D'Amelio's name and the Hype House's name at least, at least twice a day. At least. Especially when, like, they paid Charlie to do a dance. My gosh. My, my god. It was just all day, every day, Charlie D'Amelio, TikTok, Hype House, Lil Huddy, you know? That's all I heard. (sighs) But now we're now we're here, right? TikTok could be potentially on the verge of a ban in the United States. So how is that going to affect music marketing? Well, before TikTok, they just did their, you know, old school ways of marketing, radio promo, uh, digital marketing campaigns on other social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, you know the deal. But the same way that TikTok caused a a ripple effect in the music industry with its arrival, it's probably going to cause a ripple effect of it leaving too. Because if you think about it this way, in terms of like a business standpoint, um, you're going to be allocating your money way differently now, right? Instead of putting thousands of dollars into influencer campaigns, uh, using the audio to blow up songs, now you're going to have Way more money for, I don't know, maybe out of home, which is, you know, like billboards and signs and stuff like that. But it's quite interesting because uh, given that we're in a pandemic, um, it's it's going to be still poured into digital marketing because right now that's what's being prioritized, the digital landscape, digital sphere, you know? So it's going to be really interesting to see just how uh, labels adapt to reallocation of their money if TikTok were to get banned. Uh, I kind of want to talk about um, a bunch of the artists that have blown up because of TikTok. Uh, just to kind of like paint a picture of the scope and the gravity of the potential of TikTok shutting down. How that would affect not only current artists, current big artists, but also developing artists that are trying to be on the come up. Um, I'm thinking of Curtis Waters, his song Stunning, Stunning. That blew up because people were, you know, doing those trends. I saw my, I saw my neck, you know. Uh, I mean, Arizona Zervis, because his song Roxanne blew up on TikTok. Now he's global sensation. Uh, who else? Why can't I think of anyone else? Nice boy Paolo. 
No, I'm kidding. I did have one TikTok of mine do pretty well, though. It's at like 20K likes. So because of that, one of my songs got a bunch of streams, which is lit. Uh, yo, why can't I think of any other artists? I mean... Oh, like Jin... St. Jin with his song Roses. Uh, you know, I can literally just go to the TikTok audio page right now and just look through. Uh, Meg the Stallion. She's not really developing, but, you know, because Savage blew up. Uh, that really, I'm pretty sure had a huge part in her being number, getting the number one spot at one point. Oh, uh, friggin' Doja Cat. How can I forget Doja Cat? Doja Cat was, like, relatively unknown before Say So, but then good old Yodeling Haley made that dance, and then ba-boom, ba-boom, friggin' viral sensation. So cool that Yodeling Haley was in the Say So music video. I do want to say that. So just a lot of... A lot of potential to just blow up, change careers, you know? Um, there's this one TikTok guy that comes up on my For You page. His name is Zachary Bynum. Bynum? Zachary Bynum? And he has a song called Sunset Drive Vibe. Man posts at least two or three TikToks a day of him plugging that song, hoping it blows up. And it's very interesting. I mean, it just goes to show that if you really want it, like, you can you can get some streams from, from just plugging your stuff on TikTok. Um... Something I find really interesting is how a lot of uh, TikTokers really emphasize, emphasize the fact that they're not getting any help from labels or uh, they produce things all on their own. It's just all them. And yet they're still able to like make careers, you know, uh, or at least attempt to develop a career. I just think that's so interesting because the way that the way that marketing and all that had to happen in the first place was you had to like do a ton of live shows and then hope that a label rep was at that show and then you gotta like get an agent but now because of tiktok you can be producer agent marketer all in one uh and that's just a, a huge shift so i'm just imagining how much of a blow a potential TikTok ban will be on people who are doing all those things in one, like myself. <laughs> uh, I, for me personally, like if, if TikTok were to go down, I would still make content. I would still make music. I would just pivot to other social media. But the thing that makes TikTok different is just the the potential to explode you know, because the, the way that the algorithm's set up, it's not recency-based, it's engagement-based. Well, I mean, all, all the all the algorithms are engagement-based, but, like, TikTok more so than the other ones. You know what I'm saying? And that same, same kind of subject, though, it also gets rid of a lot of competition for major labels. Uh, because I feel like there are people on TikTok who are doing it better than the ways that the labels are doing it. Because the labels, what they do is they just go to an influencer. They're like, hey, make a TikTok with this audio. 
we'll pay you X amount of money. And that's it. But then if you're if you're the artist who made the song, like, yeah, you're going to get artists who made the song plug in their own stuff. But I feel like there's a deeper connection if you're the artist who produced it, wrote it, and then just, you know, made the video on TikTok. There are these two guys. I don't, I can't remember their names. They just, they rap and they're really good and they have really well-made TikToks. And like they do it all on their own and like the videos that they make I think are way cooler than I don't know having Charlie dance to a song but ah you know yeah, there, there's a lot that could be said about the, the music industry field the music field in general because of this app. I actually also want to talk about uh, TikTokers who have started careers in music. So, you know I gotta mention Dixie D'Amelio. It's so weird. Like, if you talk about TikTok, you have to talk about the D'Amelios no matter what. But, you know, her song, Be Happy. Uh, I mean, if you ask for my personal opinion on the song, I don't think it's that good. It's just like a pop song, kind of overproduced. It's like whatever. I mean, it's cool that Dixie wants to branch out and try out different things because, you know, right now she's just kind of known as Charlie's sister and she's trying to, like, find her own identity. Good for her. Uh, so by doing music and acting and other stuff, I guess that works. But I think, honestly, that's, uh, that's kind of the wave right now. Like, build an audience and then pivot to other things. Um, like Logic, for example, is someone I'm thinking of. Like he built a massive audience through his music career. But then, now he's retiring and pivoting to Twitch streaming. Which I guess works for him because he's like trying to be a dad. Not even trying to be, he is a dad. He's a dad now. And he's Twitch streaming allows him to be at home. And I guess because a lot of... Uh, a lot of, you know, his music has made him feel not as great. Uh, maybe I'll do a No Pressure album review, because I actually, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, that's... I digress. I got off topic. Dixie D'Amelio, be happy, try to start a music crew, career, develop her own identity. All thanks to TikTok. Daniel Cohn. She has terrible music, but she makes music, but she started on TikTok. Uh, is there anyone else that... I can't think of anyone else. Yeah. I mean, there's also the whole YouTubers who started music careers. But I feel like... I don't know what it is, but I, I feel like YouTubers are better at it. Uh, the only example I can really think of is my boy's... TMG, Tiny Meat Gang, Cody Co, Noel Miller. I wish they were my boys. Like, I wish I was cool with them. But, you know, they're doing their thing. They have TikToks, but they're not, like, TikTokers. I think it has to do with, like, long form. How making long form videos are harder. And TikTok is just super quick. I don't know. I don't know. I it, it, there, You could say a lot. You could say a lot. 
So it it's uh it's just interesting how much the 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 field has been affected by this one Chinese app that's potentially taking my data. Not even potentially actually taking my data. I'm gonna still give it to them though, cause I like the clout. Damn. But yeah, if I could talk about my own music career, like TikTok has given me opportunities to try and branch out, try and do new things, try and actually make things happen for myself. Like without TikTok, I wouldn't have 10K streams on my music, which I never thought I would say, but that's just the cold, hard truth, you know? So what it's doing for developing artists, what it's doing for, uh, you know, mainstream artists is, is huge. So imagine all of that just being gone. How are people going to plug their stuff now? I don't know. Instagram? I mean, Instagram's harder to work on because you have to post more. Well, TikTok, you have to post a lot. But, like, I feel like it's harder to blow up to get on people's Discover pages because you have to play the algorithm just right. But with TikTok, you can just throw a ton of videos up and one of them is bound to stick. It's just strange because it's created this obsession with virality. Not just in the music industry, but in the whole world, you know? But from a music perspective, like, I remember working uh, at RCA and they were just like, oh, we have to get this song on TikTok. We have to get this song to blow up on TikTok. And I just think that's so weird because I, before the app was even around, like, what were, what were they even doing, you know? <laughs> How are they even working? And now all I hear is just TikTok, 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 at least from a digital marketing perspective, which is where I was. Quite interesting. Quite interesting indeed. So I'm kind of out of thoughts there. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts, listener. If you are listening, what what do you think about TikTok in the music industry? Do you think it's sustainable? Do you think marketing on TikTok is a sustainable kind of model? Uh, potentially, given that the algorithm stays relatively the same. Uh, do you enjoy the music by the likes of Dixie D'Amelio and Daniel Cohn. Do you think that major labels should be pouring all this money into getting these uh, artists to blow up? Do you think it makes sense for developing artists to blow up on TikTok and do their thing on there? Questions, 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 questions. Give me the answers. Give me your answers. Love to hear your thoughts. So yeah, that's uh, that's it for me on episode three. Thanks for listening. If you've gotten this far, uh, be sure to follow me on all the social media: YouTube at Paolo Estrella, Twitch Nice Boy Paolo, TikTok Nice Boy Paolo, Twitter Paolo Estrella underscore underscore, Instagram Paolo Estrella. Why do I have so many damn social media? I don't know. I don't know. I need a job. 
Uh, what? Who said that? Please hire me. Alright, well, anyway, thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time on Music Speaks with Paolo. Bye-bye.